listen to the Islanders Never Say Die podcast, your one-stop shop for Islanders news, analysis, and opinions, featuring the biggest personalities in sports podcasting, TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. That's right, TJ. If you want your opinions viewed through orange and blue-colored glasses from an Islander bobo and charter member of the Inlouie Trust crowd, you'll love the measured commentary from TJ. On the other hand, if you want the unvarnished truth of a hockey purist, a genius, a legend, and an all-around great guy, the grumpy old man's insane ramblings will be just what you need to survive each and every week. An all-around great guy? Well, we also have weekly installments of Stump the Grump, an absolute fan favorite. Make sure to participate in our live streams and listen every Monday and Thursday to the bi-weekly podcast. You can find the Islanders Never Say Die podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Episode 70 of the King's Den, the season one finale, episode 70 of the King's Den. As always, I'm your host, Jordy Cunningham. Thank you so much for joining us for episode 70 of the King's Den. As always, before we get started, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the King's Den, T-H-P-N. Don't forget to follow me, your host, Jordy Cunningham, on Twitter at Cunningham Jordy. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Jordy underscore Cunningham 20. Three. Don't forget to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter and Instagram at HockeyPodNet. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube for all of our great video footage around the network. And don't forget to check us out on Patreon. For just $1, you can find all of our exclusive bonus content. Episode 70 of The King's Den. Like I said, it is the Season 1 finale. And don't worry, because Season 2 is getting started right away. As you guys know, it is... November, Monday, November 30th, when you are listening to this, when this is coming out. Season 2 is starting right away. Starting this week, we are back to two episodes a week. Because of that, Season 2, Episode 1, coming out Thursday, the December 3rd. That is when it's starting. That's when, when we are back to two episodes a week. No matter when hockey is starting, we are going to be pumping out two episodes a week. It doesn't look good for hockey right now, whenever it's going to start. But no matter what, we are going to pump out two episodes a week here at the Hockey Podcast Network for the Kingston and for every other team podcast around the Hockey Podcast Network. And I just got to say, there's not much Kings talk this episode. It's just uh, more of a thank you. Thank you for grinding with us throughout season one. I know here at the Kingston, we didn't have an episode for a long time when the playoffs finally started in COVID times and such, and we didn't really know what was going on. It was such a weird, crazy year. But thank you so much for joining in with and sticking with us throughout the whole season here at the King's End because it has been so much fun this year one has been absolutely amazing I've learned so much I've met so many great people here at the Hockey Podcast Network and not just me but us as a whole collective we're so so happy with what we've grown what we have achieved and what's to come for the future because we are so excited as I let you guys know we were bought by Amaze Media Group so we're working with them we have so many amazing amazing things coming out throughout the future for season two and it's just going to be so incredible so thank you for grinding with us and 
it's just going to keep going. I promise you that the content we are going to pump out across the hockey podcast network, all of our team shows, all the individual original network shows that are awesome as well. Uh, we're going to continue after hours and we're going to create even more content for you guys. So be excited about that. It is so awesome. So amazing. Get ready for it. It's going to be so much fun. And I just got to say this whole thing, the whole, like the King's Den, but the whole Hockey Podcast Network would not be here without Isha and Dylan. Of course, we've talked about them before. They started this whole thing. Isha Jerome, Dylan Kieser. They are amazing. They are two, two great friends now. I'm thankful for them for having me be a part of this Hockey Podcast Network. I'm, I'm so happy to be a part of the ride, and we are just going to keep grinding and sending the network to the moon. But, hey, it was all their vision as to why we're here and why this started. So tweet at them, thank them for starting the Hockey Podcast Network because it is awesome. And everything that they are doing for the network, all the money they've put in, everything, all the time and hours they've put in, they have hardly taken a day off despite COVID times. They've hardly taken a day off. They grind for the Hockey Podcast Network every single day. They have meetings. They have shit every single day to make up what we're trying to achieve here at the Hockey Podcast Network. So shout out Isha and Dylan. And because of that, to kind of like, kind of summarize season one and what we have for the future, I had Isha and Dylan join me for this episode of the Kingston because I thought what better way to finish off the season than having the guys on that started the Hockey Podcast Network. So without further ado, here is Isha and Dylan joining us for episode 70 of the Kingston. And now I'd like to welcome for the season finale, the guys that created this whole hockey podcast network, Isha and Dylan. Welcome to episode 70, the season finale of the Kingston. How's it going, boys? Man, what a season it's been. What a, what a season. But uh, I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. You know what's funny, Jordy, is we're, we're here, and I know this is this video that we're recording uh, the podcast through uh, isn't live, but it's like Dylan and I do so much work in our office with like the crazy nice backgrounds or whatever. We're both just sitting in our living rooms just you know having a jolly old time this Saturday. So thanks for having us on, buddy. We appreciate it. This Friday, you're taking Saturday off. Oh, and... sorry, Friday. You <laughs> already got my days. Hey, look, look. I already get we my don't days know. We don't know what day of the week it is anymore. Absolutely. Man, you guys are grinding like no one knows, man. It's man, awesome. like our partners would be like, have a good weekend. We're like, what is a weekend? Yeah, <laughs> man. The, the, the amount you got, the people don't know, the fans don't know, even some of the hosts don't know how much you guys are grinding behind the scenes right now. It's insane. Yeah, man, it's it's a lot of work, but it's uh, it's paying off. The network's looking pretty good. Well, the thing is, it's work, but it's it's the work we wanted to do. It's the work we created for ourselves. So, like, by by no means are we complaining. It's just there's just a lot going on, and we're actually at home, which is something that you know, seven what whatever it's like seven twenty on a Friday. Dylan are usually still at work right now, so this is this is honestly a rarity. So, cheers, you guys. (laughs) Cheers. But before we before we get to the cheers, that's what I wanted to start with here on episode 70 of the king's den so we're all in bc there's the the covid's a little big the biggest it's ever been right now so the travel like it's it's okay for you guys on the island there's not much covid i don't know about that it is but this is what i wanted to start with so you guys know i live in i live in ladner and you guys know you see the covid numbers every day the fraser health region is yeah, the worst region. You're killing us here, buddy. Yes, I know. But if you look at the map, like Delta, Ladner is on the outskirt of it, and the numbers are good there. You want to know what, what the other side 
wonder how big the Fraser Health region is, what the other side of it is. The other Tell side me. of the Fraser, Fraser Health region is Hope, where my cabin is. I needed a little getaway, so mm -hmm. I'm at my cabin for the night. And part of the reason why I came up here tonight is because they finally, finally had their brewery open. This no, week. that's awesome. Shout out, nice. shout out Mountain View Brewing. This is their first blood orange. It is, mm. it is, it's a blood orange wheat ale, and it is called First Blood Orange because uh, Rambo, the first Rambo was filmed here in Hope. That's Man, so, that's awesome. I love that. Um, so this oh, is I, why I delayed 15 minutes because I had a quick <laughs> dinner and flight there, and then I grabbed a beer here. So cheers, boys. I love cheers, it. I love I'm uh, repping the COVID-19 with the Corona Extra. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. The Mountain View First Blood, 7.5%. I'm not gonna lie. I've just been watching Nelk videos like crazy the last few weeks. So like, I just was craving some some Corona. Unreal. You know, Corona I just wanted season. to start with that a little bit of uh, the beer mixture from the soda pod in there as well. Yeah, I was I gonna say, to oh, to the soda pod here. We'll Absolutely. have to bring you on again soon to talk about that because I've been I've been reading a bunch about it. You know, it's been so hard for them yeah. to start yeah. up during these crazy times. And I like the branding. Super simple. Yeah. Um, is it like a blood orange type beer? Like, is that the, the flavor? That, yeah. That yeah. Like? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a blood orange flavoring and I've had a blood orange before and it's good. And now this one's really good. I like it a lot. I've had a blood orange. I have not had a blood orange beer, so I'm very excited to, to support. Yeah. They that. had like uh there was like a collab. I forget what parallel 49. And it was another one. They had like a collab beer and it was okay. served and it was served at cactus clubs. So that's how I knew about it. But oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So nice. of course, yeah. So, Isha, the host of the Soda Pod, Dylan, the host of the Stick Hungry podcast, they started this whole hockey podcast network. And I just wanted to know, this is finally the last week of season one. What a year it's been. What a success it's been. We're, all we're doing is growing. So let, let's hear, what did you guys think of season one? Man, I don't, it's just been a crazy year. That's that's all I can really say. I mean, so much happened. Uh, you know, just starting the network on its own would have been a crazy season. But for COVID-19 to hit and, you know, there was no hockey for a few months and I cover the the San Jose Sharks. I've had no hockey for about eight, nine months. So it's been same really here, tough brother. for me. Here, exactly. We're in, the, we're in the same boat there. But uh, it's uh, it's been a whirlwind, man. It's been crazy. Yeah, and I mean, I think the evolution of the network too is what's uh, is what's not 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 has been hard, but has just been. Um, I don't even know what the word to describe it, Dylan. It's been an experience because though we knew that you know any company that you launch, any you know any network where your products are are changing and 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 you're opt constantly optimizing and and changing with the times and technology and you know apps and and services that come out there, a natural evolution um, is expected. But I and guess there's growing pains that go along with that. Well, then, oh, that's yeah. exactly what I was getting at. We we grew so quickly. Now, are we like are we a juggernaut? But no, absolutely not. But from when we launched October first, twenty nineteen, you know, with sixty two episodes in that first week, I mean, man, we we pushed other established podcast networks to 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 push their NHL content quicker than they even planned to, and and furthermore, we were able to also bring in you know original content faster than we ever expected to with you know the Terry Ryan's, the House of Hockey, um, and and, and various other ones that we uh, that we also publish here on the network, and I think you know all of that combined came you know, with those growing pains of just Dylan and I learning how to also manage a network on the fly as well, because what we quickly learned is it's, it's not as easy as setting it up, giving everyone the blueprint and saying, okay, let's all do this together. Cause we were obviously working in the trenches doing uh doing a podcast each respectively. 
learning, you know, man, how to manage, you know, a company, people, um, that was a lot too. And and not to say that it was a poor experience. It was, it was awesome. Like I said, uh, right before we started podcasting here, we, we created the work that we wanted and we're so excited and proud of that. But, uh, there were definitely some growing pains along the way. And it's been a, it's been a long ass season, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I, I can't wait for season two. I mean, we're, we're going to do some special things moving forward, especially with the partnership with the maze media labs. It's, uh, it's been a treat working with those guys and we're, we're going to do some pretty amazing things. Yeah, for sure. First of all, I like what you did there. Some all, amazing things. <laughs> first of all, shout out to you two. Amaze employees now, right? Like working with Amaze, helping out, helping grow season two. It's awesome. So like, all, like no, no, you guys Jordy, well. it's amazing. It's yeah, amazing. it's amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. And also like the thing, like I kind of, like not even like including COVID, the the thing I kind of recognize with the growing pains the most, and like of course you're dealing with so many different people and stuff like that, is the amount of kind of how much the door swung open and closed. Like people kind of came and went, and you had to, you guys had to make changes on the fly, and the way you guys made changes and got people to fill in so quickly was so impressive to me. Well, honestly, it was early on when that happened. Eh? Dilla was like the first yeah, couple months, true. and. <laughs> one group in the first fucking day because they were like oh this is what you guys are wanted wanting we're like man we we met with you guys like five times yeah. in the four months leading up to the launch it's day one and you still don't know what what the hell is going on <laughs> you know there were others who just didn't you know didn't plan for it like we're out on vacation and we're like oh oh yeah this is this is starting now and then we when we were you know from my perspective you know not annoying about it but kind of pushed for hey like uh -huh. you signed an agreement you you know you committed we went through x amount of meetings and, and now there's no content that what was frustrating right off the bat and yeah we we learned really quickly uh who could you know who could do it who had the the passion for it who had the time to do it and who had uh well you know the expertise let's be perfectly honest to be able to edit and and produce uh something that was up to the quality which we wanted mm -hmm. as an independent company so there were a few that dropped out right out of the gate and then a couple like a, a few or i guess like two months in right around christmas was a busy time yeah. uh, but after that i mean especially internally so a bunch of our, our core guys uh stepped up and um and yeah we were able to refill stuff quickly and dylan could probably touch on this too like we're always scouting we're always listening sure. to podcasts sure. and we have like we have a list of people who are like, okay, like if, if, if we need someone here, we'll, we'll contact them, you know, and we have obviously our wish list, which, you know, have like the Bob McKenzie's, the Don cherries, the X, Y's and Z's on, on that one too. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're constantly adding new shows. We just added four new shows actually to the network and, uh, you know, some of the pod net. Yeah, some of the people joining us are are pretty seasoned veterans, and I think they're really going to add something uh, pretty awesome to this network moving forward. Oh, that, that's awesome to hear. I'm so excited for season two. Like everything that we've been talking about and what we've worked so hard for, we just need hockey to come back, and we still yeah. don't know when the hell oh, that's going to happen. I know, man. But... That's what's killing us right now. And you know, uh, that's also why I think it's just because there's a there's a lot of changes. Uh, you know, internally here on the Hockey Podcast cool. Network. Um, there's obviously a lot of changes going on in the real world, and everyone's just kind of tense. Like, we're tense because yeah. we're like, okay, we're just waiting for hockey. There's there's so many moving parts. Yeah. You know, um, th there's obviously changes in internally and just, you know, with some turnover and whatnot. Obviously, there's just kind of a, I don't know, a sense of waiting for things just to start. And now with even the start day of the National Hockey League being like a moving target, yeah. I can understand why we're all just, we're just ready to go. You know what I mean? And I for think sure. sports starts, I think even... 
even us as sports fans, I think our mental health will honestly be a little bit better because we get we'll get back into a routine. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, and and for us to kind of use this passion project, you know, myself with the Soda Pod, Kings Den, and and Stick Hungry, you know, this is kind of like our our outlet, our our way to talk mm-hmm. sports, kind of take a break from everything that's going on, you know, both on and off the ice in and outside our, our respected homes and, and work. And sure. I'm really excited for that to start. Now I haven't taken a day off <laughs> since, yeah. uh, since the COVID-19 pandemic on the network. I just, I just kept grinding. I, I could. And, um, and with the addition of a, of a co-host, I guess it's, I guess now it's 40 episodes ago, just to, who's killing it by the way, state yeah. of hop. He's doing an amazing. Yeah. He's doing yeah, and he really has brought the show to, to such another level. And, and so we were able to continue to pump out content now even two times a week uh, throughout this. So so we've been grinding for a while, and it's I'm starting to feel what you guys are feeling. Like, we're we're ragging the puck quite a bit when it comes to hockey talk. But lucky, you know, we, we really highlight the beer talk. And yeah, since that's good. I, I arguably, you know, and you'll have some North American listeners, or sorry, uh, some BC listeners who, who tune into the King's Den. The state of Minnesota rivals that of British Columbia as like a craft beer state slash province or like the king craft beer yeah, slash sure. uh, province. And sure. so it's really cool that a lot of the breweries through Hoppy's connection uh, have been more than happy to jump on the soda pod and, and collaborate with us online. Um, like what we're doing with our uh, bracket challenge right now, Malt Madness. So, yeah. so that's, that's really been fun and I, I'm really lucky, but man, am I itching for some hockey because I am a Absolutely. fan of Minnesota Wild. I'm excited to... Well, I'm nervous to see what the Vancouver Canucks are going to do, and I'm excited to see you know, <laughs> the steps forward that the Sharks and Kings, you know, plan to take. For sure. Yeah, I mean, th- just talking about the Sharks going into next season, I really don't know <laughs> what to expect. It's it's tough. It's like, yeah, you got fucking Devin Dubnik. Yeah, we got robot. the yeah. Kings might be better than them. No, and that, and that's scary, <laughs> and that's that's the thing. I've been waiting eight nine months for hockey. It looks like it's just around the corner. But but what do I have then? A, a losing okay. Sharks team. I, I hope they can pick Eric it up this Carlson, year. You have Vlasic and you have Burns on massive deals to look forward to, my friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you, you know what? what? I don't think that they sh- that we should count the Sharks out yet because yeah, they don't have the depth, <laughs> but they have these players who were you know perennial all stars in their prime, and re- one True. year derails an entire season. I mean, yeah, sure, we've True. seen it with players that decline in the National Hockey League can be quick and swift. But I can't imagine all of these guys are are, are on the decline, are, are on such yeah. a steep decline, For you know, sure. that quickly. Yeah, I, I do think it was just an off season. I'll, I'll be honest, going into next year, I see the Sharks as a bubble team, which is, which is okay. They got to take no a step forward. They they can't take a step back. Yeah, the Canucks are gonna are got significantly worse too, though, so they could jump them in the standings. I know, yeah, it's a different that'd be hopeful. Yeah. yeah, but if we're yeah, comparing no, it to like last season, yeah, goddamn COVID. Yeah, a lot. Okay, uh, uh, yeah, a lot to unpack. First of all, I gotta talk to State of Hoppy to take that goddamn Hills. I get the Hillsborough Hops hat, but he's got to get rid of that because we're a Vancouver Canadians fan base here. Number one, same division or same league, whatever. Okay, okay. Second of all, yeah, it's weird, man. Like, and like the thing I'm most worried about. Well, first of all, you said like there's like it's so weird we usually have basketball and hockey at this time obviously yeah, right it's, it's right now me. right now it's just nfl and it's really weird and, and i'll also, tell you one thing one thing that dylan, master, and I ha- dylan and i have in common is like we don't give a fuck about the nfl yeah and like so this is just uh, killing us right now yeah, and like i like the nfl but it's not enough like three days a week is not enough and like i'm not really into college football the college basketball started this week i'm not really into that until like it gets close to the fun to the 
March Madness and March Madness. I'm, whenever I'm, that I'm gonna dive into college basketball though, because I'm just fiending. It's for fun, it. man. It's fun, man. And like you have NBA right away. Like I gotta watch. I gotta watch some hoops. Hey, yeah, we are gonna have NBA soon. They announced the preseason schedule today. Hey, the the basketball podcast network might be launching whenever soon <laughs> under us. You never know. But hey, no, January first at Hoops Podnet. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Well, yeah, hey, basketball starting soon, but we just need to know when hockey is starting. I am a little scared that, like, because they said right now that pretty much the NHL and the NHLPA are pretty much playing chicken right now. And I am scared that it's going to turn into a situation that kind of like MLB and MLBPA had before their short 60-game season started. I'm scared that they're going to keep arguing about money for too long, but hopefully the NHL can find a deal sooner rather than they always later. do you know what i yeah. mean like, and there's no way they can have a lockout <laughs> yeah true like, well you know what like, you know what else is worrying. But... you know what else is worrying though i mean we're you know the season's around the corner all these leagues are going to get back into it what what if they get shut down again i mean i, I hate to say it but that is a possibility they're going to try traveling and stuff instead of bubbling and you see all yeah. the problems nfl has had well, and this is why they're they're gonna really like condense and reduce the schedule because I'm sure they're planning on like there's gonna be an outbreak on a team or two and they're gonna just have to pause things. Kind of like yeah. what the, the BCHL um you know in junior hockey is doing right now. I'm pretty sure there was an outbreak, I think even in Nanaimo Dylan actually with the Clippers, mm-hmm. and it was uh, and things were forced to be shut down for like uh like a two week period. That happened in the junior B league out here, Jordy as well, the VIJHL. So I imagine the NA- the NHL is preparing for that. Yeah. Um, and in regards to like the game of chicken that's being played, I mean, this is textbook. Uh, Donald Fe- is it Donald Fear? That's his first yeah. name. Donald Fear? Yeah. Uh, Fear and and Gary Batman. I mean, this yeah. this, this, this is, is with this is with everything where the PA and uh, and the NHL go head to head. I mean, them not talking for weeks on end. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's boys. Textbook. There's one job I would not want to have during all of this. <laughs> And that is an NHL schedule maker. Could you imagine <laughs> all the different scenarios they have? The the wall well, must be plastered with papers with different formulas of how to make well, this season. For them, it's it's also like the divisions as well. Like, are we going to have an all Canadian division? Which I'm, actually, I'm pretty sure it's. it's I'm like, actually oh, for for this yeah. one year. Like, that's going to be awesome. Well, but, maybe we like, don't have a choice. And- I disagree, yeah. but that's okay. You don't like the all Canadian division? <laughs> no, but I mean, like, we don't have a choice. Yeah, yeah you don't have a choice. But so. but like. Here's the thing, Jordy. When you watch the Vancouver Canucks play the Ottawa Senators for the ninth time, you're gonna agree with <laughs> us. Even. You're gonna the agree. and Oilers too. Like, who cares? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna take for the one year. It is gonna take the rivalry out a little bit, but at the same time, it could build to the rivalry as well. You know? Yeah, it will. But just Vancouver's so far, and I know they're close to Calgary and Edmonton. But Calgary yeah. and Edmonton or Calgary and Edmonton. Yeah, the Vancouver Canucks and the Calgary Flames have had yeah. their rivalries in the yeah. past, but like, I don't. <laughs> from a from a guy who likes the Vancouver Canucks, I'm just I'm just like true. whatever. As a uh, yeah, hockey fan, I'm excited to see I'm excited to see any hockey and I'm excited to see how new things are played out. Like like the COVID bubble. Like I wasn't super critical about it. I yeah, you know, sure. I was intrigued to see it. The bubble worked. The bubble worked. Yeah, yeah, it did. So it's gonna be it different did. to see how it's gonna happen with traveling because you can see that like baseball was okay, like there was a few COVID issues, but then like NFL has had a bunch of COVID issues, like, but, but they have had NFL culture compared to NHL culture. Like, it's true. It's like, it, as far as like, it's, it's like conservative liberal. <laughs> also, just like in the NFL, the amount of guys you have fifty three guys on your roster mm-hmm. per game, right? Hockey, it's twenty three. You you put on ice every night, like yeah. And I think they're gonna keep like a few 
like AHLers that they can just have yeah. with traveling with the team. Yeah, it's gonna be like like, like baseball did that as well. Well, how so crazy like, is that? Can, can I quickly bring up this topic, boys? Yeah. I don't think any of us actually have talked about this on yeah. a recent podcast. Is teams that have uh, American affiliates that like Canadian NHL teams that have American yeah, affiliates, top. like the Vancouver Canucks, right? You know, Utica. Utica's not going to be their affiliate next next season because they can't actually um, uh, provide a yeah. uh, a spot for Utica to play in Canada. Next That's going to be weird. So I, I was hearing all sorts of things, like they're going to bring up like half the roster to just kind of like be on other Canadian AHL teams and just kind of at the ready to travel to, you know, in this case, Vancouver um, yeah. on call. So I thought that was really interesting. So the AHL is going to be shaken up too, as there's going to be a lot of roster spots for, mm. for ECHL players who may not even have a season this True. year and, and others who are just on pro contract. So what a, what a clusterfuck. Yeah. Oh, that's going to that's gonna be an absolute mess. Well, uh, it, so it is. You know, the top, and especially it sucks for the Vancouver Canucks in particular. And, and for the LA Kings, they're laughing because they're in the United States. They, they, yeah, and, you know, and, and their and affiliates, Ontario, yeah, Ontario which is like so up close. the road. Yeah, but yeah. Just, just since we're all West Coast boys here, just talking yeah. about like the, the Vancouver Canucks situation here, I mean, mm -hmm. it sucks for some of the young players who like who need a developmental season. Like, you really think like a Jack Rathbone or, you know, I don't know, for sure. Absolutely. You think this is going to be a benefit to no, them, especially true. if they're just kind yeah. of waiting to be called up? It's, it, I mean, again, it, hockey's hockey. They have to play with the cards that they're dealt. Yeah. But it's it's just no, going to be it, 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 it is going to be a lot like the MLB season was. Because what the MLB season did is you have the, – there was no minor league baseball this year. But no, what yeah, there exactly. was what there was was you had your regular 25-man roster, and then you had a three-man taxi squad, which stayed with the team, but they weren't on the official roster. You're probably going to do something like that. And then you had – I forgot what the number was. I think it was up to 60. So the rest of the 32 guys were down at either one of their facilities or one of their minor league uh, ballparks, and they just stayed there and practiced every day. And then that's where they wow. kind of got called up. So, like, all their work yeah. was, like, inner squads against each other and stuff like that. No real how game. How crazy would that – I mean, you're, you're a baseball player, like yeah. a former baseball player. Like, how crazy would that drive you? I Well, like, I know, like – like you want to play games like and in my mind you only get better by playing in games and you you can only go game situations so far when you just practice and play against your teammates sort of thing well, and especially but, in hockey compared to baseball right yeah like, exactly like hockey it's going to be so much more difficult as well like you, like you're going to work on the same thing over and over but then at the same time like you're playing games against the same guys you want to play against other people yeah, I mean, and as far as development goes, I just want to take it to the OHL yeah. quickly with no body True. checking. I yeah, mean, that that's, is the stupidest thing ever. That's another scenario where it's like, man, I don't think that's good for the development of a 17, 18-year-old kid. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, I think scouts looking at guys that played in non-contact leagues, they're going to put them down their list because they don't know for if sure. they can keep up with the intensity of a physical hockey game at that point. For sure. It's it's insane, and you know I'm I'm so critical of it because it's a fucking it, it's politics. It's part man. of the game. No, well this is it's all because of politics that this is yeah. happening. I'm I'm yeah. The OHL by uh, agreeing to this, yeah. Jordy, like they they got some subsidies, you know. Yeah. And I don't have the details up in front of me, so I don't want to like, uh, I don't want to spit any like anything unfactual. But the the OHL benefited uh from agreeing to this, and I yeah. know. That yes, we're in times where you need as many subsidies as you can. But let's be honest, one of the the highest grossing wings of the CHL, I believe, I believe actually the OHL makes more money than the Dub and the Q. 
Oh. I think the London Knights make more than the dub. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're probably right. But uh, but in all seriousness, like they, it's it's, it's honestly. It makes me sick that the WHL and the QMJHL. I know the QMJHL has had some problems, and the WHL has kind of waited and really planned to try to get this right. But the fact that they recognize the value, and if we're going to play hockey, we're going to play developmental hockey because this is a fucking developmental league for the highest level, you know, North American and imported players. That I just think it just it disgusts me. It makes me sick to think that like the <laughs> OHL, one like the league that you know Connor McDavid developed in, yeah. is is you know playing into uh, provincial politics and yeah. uh, and taking you know sure. subsidies and x amount of dollars to i don't know i don't want to say mess up a kid's development but mess up their league because like for example that uh rossi that high draft pick for the minnesota wild i mean yeah. he he played in the ohl and now he's going you know the ohl lost him because he's obviously not going to play there again he's going to try yeah. to he's going to try to play with the wild and if he doesn't make it he's going to go play in europe because he has to develop his game this guy's a top pick projected top center in the league he's not going to play in a league that you can't even hit if you're projected yeah, top true. center in the national hockey league. are you crazy yeah absolutely it's crazy have you guys Honestly, one of the things that like I haven't really watched it, but I've seen it on Twitter a lot is the college hockey going on right now. And some of the like just talking about hitting, like some of the checks they're throwing in the college hockey has been unbelievable. Well, I love it because usually like not to say that college hockey is softer compared to CHL, although every junior league's more soft than the yeah. WHL, best junior league in the world not a big old western boys um, yeah. but college hockey's come a long way man you know and it's uh it's very much like just just as good uh, it, the path to the college route you know through junior a in canada the states uh to the ncaa in, in my opinion is just as good of a path maybe even better than that unless you're a superstar you know bona fide top you know generational talents are just on that cusp it might even be a better path to the national hockey league or the pros if you're you know, if your goal is I want to make money playing hockey, whether at the NHL level, Europe, or I guess AHL too, um, you know, I think I think the NCAA is the best route to that. Sure. Okay. Two things. First of all, did you see on it was I saw it on Twitter. The Wisconsin played Penn State the other night in college hockey, and it was like the Canucks leaving Demko to dry against Vegas. Oh no! Did you see this or no? No, I no, I, no, I haven't. No. Okay. With 3.24 left in the second period, Wisconsin was up 3-2, to two, but they were getting outshot 42-9. to nine. Well, give and, me flashbacks. And they ended up winning like 6-3 with the shots being like 53-16. to 16 Wait, Wisconsin won? Yeah, Wisconsin won. Dude, Hoppy was probably throwing up. Dude, he, it hates, was, he hates I'm, Wisconsin. I'm fairly certain with Wisconsin. Oh, won. my I, God. I that's that disgusting. Yeah, it was gross. But 42-9. to nine. And then you're you're up three two with nine shots on goal. That is fucked. That's insane, dude. My other question. My other question: Are any of the young guys on the Wild for Isha and the Sharks for Dylan playing in Europe in in these times right now? Well, yeah, Rossi's playing in Europe. There's a few AHL guys for the uh, for the Minnesota Wild who who are playing in Europe. But I think like the thing with the Minnesota Wild is. Most of their young guys are are on the team. Um, yeah. Adam Beckman, he played for Spokane last year. I think he's going to play pro. I don't know if I, I don't know off the top of my head off the top of my head if he's signed in Europe yet. I think he actually is going to try to come to Wild Camp, and then depending on what happens there, sign a contract either with Iowa if, uh, if the AHL is going to. Well, I'm, I'm assuming the AHL is going to go um, mm-hmm. ahead as scheduled. Um, 
but not other than Rossi, there's not any more big names for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, Kirill Kaprizov is or Kaprizov, sorry, is uh, <laughs> is coming over to to the Wild, and you know he's expected to jump in and give and be given a top six role and and, and as many minutes as he needs. Yeah, for the Sharks, I mean, there's just a couple of depth uh, AHL players. Marcus Sorensen, he's playing over in Europe right now. I think, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Jordy. I, I think this is the case for the Sharks and the LA Kings and other teams that didn't make the bubble is originally there's a plan to have a longer training camp for the teams that missed out yeah. on the bubble. So I'm kind of thinking, you know, maybe guys stuck around because they're preparing or waiting for that longer training camp, which I, I don't know if that's actually going to happen now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I told I agree with that as well because I was kind of expecting the longer training camp as well. But now we don't just don't really know what's going to happen with Jordy. I actually forgot story. about one player, and he has yeah. an interesting story too. Of Vladislav Firstov, and actually steal of a second round pick in 2019. Yeah. Um. He he's an interesting story. You know. Um. He's he's from Russia, but came and developed in the USHL and just dominated in as a 17 year old. 26 goals, 58 points in 62 games, and then uh, actually went the NCAA wrote and uh, and played uh, his first year with the University of Connecticut and got a respectable 23 points in 34 games. And he doesn't want to leave Connecticut, okay. so he's actually training oh, shit, with... Okay. He's training with the the U twenty and um, international Russian team because if he signs anywhere else, he he loses his college eligibility, right? Oh, he's going pro okay. and he can't go back to school, and he really wants to go back to school. Um, so right now he's basically just doing scrimmages and, and training as if you know, like with for example, if the World Junior Team is is training, he'd be training with them. If there's a, a like a, a men's you know tournament that's yeah. going down he'll be training with them and kind of playing in those like like you said intense yeah. practices trying to simulate real real game action um yeah. but that's how he's staying fresh and this kid's gonna be the real deal there's actually a uh a kid from nanaimo who plays nanaimo bc who plays for um carter turnbull and he's played actually for uh like junior a canadian team international tournaments as well but he he's actually uh, i believe he's captain or assistant captain for university of connecticut he played his sophomore year last year and i was talking to him and he said that this kid's the real deal and and carter's a, a point per game player in the ncaa yeah. this guy's no joke he'll sign a pro deal after after college um but he said that this russian kid is like is the real deal and connecticut really wants to mold him into into something special interesting well also part of the reason i wanted to bring it up because like i don't know if you guys saw it and it's a little bit of a connection too us here in BC and folding the Canucks is about a month. Like a few of the Kings players are over in Europe, most of the younger guys. And it was about a month ago. I think it was, they, they both came home at the same time. And I think it was, I believe it was Turcotte decided to come home. But at, at the same time, Madden came home back to LA because he got hurt again. And oh, like, Tyler and, Madden, yeah. yeah. And that's a guy that we know as a Vancouver prospect. And he had his injury struggles as a prospect for the Canucks. And now they've, continued so it's just been that was tough to see him get hurt again well, i hope that's i mean i i wish all the best to to madden sure. but i hope that silences those crazy canucks fans who are like screaming bloody murder when the canucks, yeah because uh, like trained, he is a guy that has had Kipoli. yeah because that guy he is a guy that like he could be a player but he's had injury issues and it scares Hon me like Honestly, i've talked man, about it on the king's end at length he's got the talent yeah but Talented players sometimes just can't, you know, you need that extra stuff. And yeah, he's he looks great in the NCAA, uh, but he looks great at scoring in the NCAA. Yeah. Did he bring a lot more? I don't know. I didn't watch too many Northeastern games uh, last season. Yeah. Um, from what I did see, I was I was pumped on him as a prospect, as someone who likes the Vancouver Canucks. Mm -hmm. But I also was not sad that he was the chip to get, you know, a deadline player to, sure. to help, help them in the playoffs. Absolutely. 
Uh, and also, I just want to say, Kings draft pick from this year, Brock Faber, a goal and two assists for the University of Minnesota the other night. So good to see that. Yes, sir. Well. You know, you that, you got to come on the show sometime because Hoppy, you and Hoppy could talk a little University yeah. of Minnesota. He's, you know, he's you going know, for crazy. And players. you know, our, our guy Chris Faber was all over the Canucks going after Brock Faber just because of the last name. Oh, well, yeah. I of mean, that course. sounds like that sounds like something Faber would jump on. Absolutely. <laughs> That's something else I want to talk about. Does it scare you that team that COVID has kind of gone through Team Canada right now What in when it comes to the World Juniors? Yes, because I mean, and Dylan, you can, you can speak more on this too, but it doesn't it threaten the entire tournament? Absolutely. Yeah, it would. And honestly, it's that's my favorite hockey event of the year. Oh, I mean, okay. the first round yeah. of the NHL playoffs, great. The Stanley Cup Finals, great. But the World Juniors, yeah, there's just something special about it. It really level. is. And oh, man, I really hope we see a full tournament this year. Yeah. But the way things have gone, I mean, who knows? It's it's all up in the air right now. Yeah. Man, it like sucks, it is man. my favorite. It is my favorite hockey tournament you know i would take world juniors over the stanley cup playoffs and that's that's and that's like kind i of take a it bold... over the bean pot <laughs> the bean pot <laughs> um and that that may be a hot take because obviously the stanley cup playoffs is over what two and a half months yeah. whereas world juniors is two fucking weeks yeah but it's two weeks of like unbelievable intense Non-stop. hockey yeah because these guys want it more not to say that the guys in the stanley cup don't want it but you know it's a different style tournament these guys have to get it done every game well, Every and, and for, yeah. for us growing up as well, I mean, it's over the, the Christmas break. We're all at home. Yeah. We're all with buddies, you know, having a few beers, watching the games. I yeah. mean, it's, it's just so perfect. And um, and especially this year, like it always starts on the 26th. First of all, there's no Spangler Cup this year. So everyone's going to be watching World Juniors. Oh, I'm devastated. Yeah. <laughs> Second of all, like it always starts on the 26th. No one's going Boxing Day shopping this year, so it's just going to get yeah. more viewers. No, that's those year. in Florida. They're going Boxing Day shopping. <laughs> Dude, Boxing Day is a Canada thing, not an American thing. That I had to explain to the Pittsburgh guys and troll all about that. Black Friday. Are 2. you serious? I, I actually didn't know that. I had no idea. But, yeah, I love how all three of us host an American podcast. Yeah, yeah we don't even know their holidays. Boxing Day is a Canadian thing. America. Okay, well, what's their America, what's their sale? Well, because they have day. they have Black Black Friday. Black Friday but we, is their Boxing Day. But we also get Black Friday. So I know. Like, I know. We get a double it. whammy here, boys. I know. We've uh, taken it, but they don't do Boxing Day. Just us. Because our economy sucks so much, we need as many you know holidays to get people to the stores as possible. <laughs> but no, like, I was I, like, and first of all, everything every Canadian thing I've talked about with other people at the network, they've agreed with. Like. I talked with Nick and Nick from the tip of the iceberg and they agreed that like bought, like having your shopping day, the day after Christmas is so much smarter than having it the day. Oh, after yeah. Thanksgiving. And Canadian Thanksgiving is in the perfect time. It is. American I saw you tweet about that the other day. Ridiculous. Oh, well, I, I, here, I'll, I'll actually give it a much better spot. I'll, I'll give it to the Americans on this one though. You got to think about this black Friday sale. You get all your Christmas presents at half off. That doesn't sound too bad True, to me. but I'll yeah, be the devil's advocate. You get to return all the shitty Christmas gifts that you didn't even want and then get sales on the things you actually wanted on Boxing Day. And you get to use your gift cards that you got on Christmas. Ooh. And that's why we go. have it. That's why we have the best, boys. We got both. <laughs> we we got both. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> and you know what's ridiculous? Uh, I just want to say one thing about Black Friday. It's it's not the Friday. It's the whole week. Why, why is it even called that anymore? It's ridiculous. It's like two weeks. It's, it's like yeah, two it weeks. is two weeks. Yeah, oh, you're right. Hey, the best part about Black Friday now is Cyber Monday. <laughs> true, true. Cyber Monday is awesome. 
Hey, you know what? Else, you know what else I learned? And this may be a little off the rails. I mean, you can edit the, edit this oh, out, Jordy, if you want. Everything's in. So I've been watching a lot of Nelk and uh, dived into some of like Steve will do. It's crazy shit. Yeah. And um, and he <laughs> he was promoting his girlfriend's uh Black Friday special on her OnlyFans account, oh, and it was right. twenty bucks off. And I was like, <laughs> you gotta be kidding me! Black Friday sales are hitting OnlyFans now. That, this that's is the world good. we live in. That's a here good in Canada, wholesome. baby. Let's go. That's good wholesome hilarious. fun right there, boys. Oh my god. And so naturally well, I had to check. I had to well, check my facts here, you know. And I was like, oh, yeah. 20 bucks though. Did you sign up? Hey. Fuck no, but you can sign in by Twitter because I think Twitter owns it. Something okay. like that. Yeah. So you can use yeah. your Twitter account to sign in and then you make a profile and then blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> yeah, that's dangerous. I didn't get that far, boys. I got that's dangerous. That's <laughs> yeah. You didn't put the credit card in full in. Last we'll last we'll troll about that. He's well seasoned. <laughs> well, to bring it back to hockey for a season, I'll start with Dylan here. What did you think of the Sharks' offseason? I know it's still the offseason. We don't know when hockey's coming back, but what have you thought? Star Devin Dubnik. How are you? Yeah, I mean, we got Devin so far, I guess. We got Devin Dubnik. Big whoop. But, like, honestly, <laughs> hey, Donato, too. The, we got Donato, which I actually like. I think yeah, he's going like to be a lot. But, I mean, there, there wasn't much we could do. L- like Isha highlighted yeah. earlier in this episode, we have some big contracts in Carlson, Burns, and Vlasic alone. I mean, I don't, you can't move those deals out realistically. Yeah. Um, so we didn't have much money to play with. I think adding Donato is probably a good enough add to this team. I, I think at the end of the day, yeah, like, like I said, we did as good as we could. There, there wasn't many options for Doug Wilson. I think the next... I think this next season for the Sharks is going to be huge. I think that's the determining factor, whether we go into a retool or a rebuild. I think they're going to give it another shot this year before they ship out some of those big contracts and those veteran players. How long does Wilson have, you think? How long? It's, I mean, he's had so, a long leash. He, he has. The season is. It, I don't know. I mean, I honestly don't know the relationship between him and ownership because... It must be good. For, yeah, yeah, for all I know, they could be in the dumps for another three years and he's still around. I mean, would I do that? Would I keep him around after that? No, but I don't know the relationship. And like you said, it obviously must be pretty good. Yo, one more question for you, Dylan, here. Yeah. How how different would the franchise be if they were the ones that got Tavares and didn't you know, go all in on, on Carlson? I mean, I, I honestly think it would have been huge for the Sharks because right now what they're missing is a number one center. And those don't come along. I mean, you can get good defensemen. I don't know if you necessarily need a number one defenseman on your team to be successful, but I do think you need a number one center. So I I think they'd be a lot better off. True, I think so too, but it's crazy to think, and both of you can chime in on this, that like Tavares, and no, Tavares is one of the, one of the most elite players in the league. You know, he, he's unbelievable. He's so damn consistent and his hands are filthy because of his lacrosse background. Um, But like you look at, you know, and I know the teams are different, you know, but, Take take this with a grain of salt. He leaves the Islanders. The Islanders start to have success. He yeah. he's supposed to be that piece that helps Toronto go over the edge. True. Toronto still still can't. True. I don't know if I, this guy may be talented, but he may not be the game breaker that we all thought he was. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, fair, but I don't think he had People a great say that cast. About Eric Carlson as well, though. Yeah, I don't think True. he had a great cast in New York, to be honest with you. So I think that's that's tough to say. And then, but Toronto, now he has a ton of. I, I know, but the yeah. thing with Toronto, though, is like, can you, in hockey, can you ever say it's one guy? I mean, I know we're not blaming John Tavares here, but like, it's just the way that the team's structured yeah. that they're failing. I mean, I think John Tavares is playing fine. I just yeah. think it's the way the team's built. 
Yeah, it's that's true. true. It's one. It's crazy though that Carlson actually carried Ottawa. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that one playoff. I mean, Hoffman and and Mark Stone played unbelievable as well. Don't get me wrong, but like sure. Eric it's Carlson, crazy. man, they wouldn't. They had no business being in that. It was it like three or four years ago against Pittsburgh yeah. in the Eastern Finals. Yeah. They had no business being there with, with no fans. Was not for Eric Carlson. They were pretty much ready for 2020 with no fans. And the <laughs> yeah, if there's, any, if there's any franchise that's ready for not having fans in seats because of the COVID nineteen outbreak, it's, <laughs> it's fucking Ottawa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> now, before we get. Before we get to Isha talking about the wild offseason, let's hear, Dylan, what did you think of the drafts for the Sharks? I mean, I, I think we did pretty good. I, I like our picks, our first-round pick. Um, you know, I mean, all three, actually, of our first-round picks, or our first picks, actually, uh, were small forwards, skilled. I think that's the way the organization's leaning. Uh, I don't think we picked a single defenseman, to be quite honest with you, in this draft. <laughs> uh, so they're they're really leaning towards their forwards. And, hey, I think that is the next step for the Sharks. We're going to have to start replacing guys pretty soon. Uh, so overall, I'm pretty happy. We, you know, we got into the first round. I know we lost, uh, the draft lottery cause Ottawa had our fucking pick. I've heard about <laughs> that all goddamn season. I heard about that. Uh, but we got a first round pick. I, I know it was 31st, but Hey, we were, we were, we were on stage at least. Hey, and sure. Good pick. Good story with the pick too. eh? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, his, uh, his mother is deaf and, uh, yeah, that was Doug Wilson that. Jr. Yeah. Actually did the, yeah. did the American sign language to yeah. show that they, that they picked him and like single mom, if I'm not mistaken too, right. With like a, with like a bunch of kids and like the community helped like put them through hockey camps and whatnot. So like what I, what I like about that pick Dylan is like, this kid's a grinder. Like, you yeah. know, that this guy's worked hard for everything and whether or not he becomes a superstar, he's, he's going to work at it and really fight for a camp spot when he can. So that's, that's yeah. cool to see. Well, the thing I like about him and it's Aussie wise, by the way, the, the name was just slipping my mind there. <laughs> um, the thing I like about him, I mean, we, we were talking about Tyler Madden before and how he's a really skilled guy, but he doesn't really bring much else to the table. Yeah. A guy like this, he's skilled. Yeah. But he's also gritty. So at the end of the day, he might not be a first line guy, but he might slot into your third line and still be a productive guy. And at pick number 31, I think that's a lot of value. Yeah, for sure. And Isha, uh, let's hear about the Wilds offseason and Man, the draft. Billy Garen is a fucking G. That's all. That's all <laughs> I gotta say right away. I mean, from his clip, from clip his, that Jordy, Jordy, from clip that. that. <laughs> in three <laughs> years, <laughs> when the Wild aren't in the playoffs, I want to clip that. that. I'll clip yeah. that. <laughs> Honestly, uh, and Jordy, uh, Billy Garen and Hoppy are like best friends now. They ran into each other at the really? supermarket, and both their wives. Uh, seriously, and they and they started talking hockey, and their wives of the each. Each wife had to pull them away from each other and be like, "Hey, like we have shit to do here, boys." <laughs> That's like, awesome. So he's he's one of the people, man, and and I love how he's just he's so he's he's a player's GM yet he's he's worked one of the best franchises in, in the last decade in the Pittsburgh Penguins. He was a all star in the league, and he was like, I, I, he's a player's guy, and he's no bullshit, even with the media. Yeah. Um, he said one of my favorite quotes of what he said uh, this off season was, um, "If I put the same product out there next season." our team will be exactly the same. So yeah, I have true. to make moves. Oh. And there's a lot of guys, believe it or not, Jordy, who love playing in Minnesota because yeah. it's, it's not, it's, it's a, it's a crazy rabid hockey fan market, but it's not like Canada where they're yeah. just about it, especially their media. Sure. Like Minnesota's media is honestly the best media covering the NHL that I've personally seen yeah. uh, thus far. And, and anyway, so Billy Garen, he got to work. Um, he identified it. He needed better goaltending. Oh. Signed Cam Talbot. 
uh, to a three-year contract. He he, uh, he also had a two-year contract on the table, um, but they settled on a three-year one. That's given time for their young goaltender, Capo uh, Kakinen, that they re-signed as well. Give him more time to marinate in the AHL or to split time with Stalock. Um, Stalock's got another year, I believe, still on his contract, and he showed, you know, that especially in that first series against the Vancouver Canucks, that yeah. he was a solid goaltender. He's a one B. He he does his job, and it's great. Um, in regards, like they made a ton of moves, man, and to to kind of address things, and they're not like going for it right now, which I can respect. They're uh-huh. waiting to develop some of these young guys. Um, and then waiting for some of these contracts to come off the books. Um, but they re-signed, you know, uh, one of their picks from a few years ago, Louis Belpedio. They signed Marco Rossi, their pick from this year. Uh, they re-signed Jordan Greenway, a younger player who... Yeah, honestly, I like him. Yeah, I don't think Billy Garen's super high on him, though, because yeah. he's like a power forward body, and he has the skill set, and he played well with the U.S. development team, but he hasn't brought it consistently. So I think this is his last chance. Um, but they signed him to a deal. Um, they re-signed some depth on defense and Matt Bartowski, who I know, you know, we're oh, God. so we're, oh, uh, we're God. very familiar with, um, they traded for, uh, Nick Bonino. Oh yeah. Which, uh, which I thought was actually a great move because they need, you know, look, they're, they're trying to develop their center or yeah. wait to dangle Matt Dumba to try to acquire yeah. a center. So they needed something up the middle right now, getting rid of Eric Stahl. You know, I thought acquiring Nick Bonino, uh, was a, was a great deal. They, they, they gave up on a, a, a younger player in Luke Cunning, who I liked personally, yeah. but Hey, it is what it is. And he wasn't Garen's guys. And that's the thing. What's important to right now is Billy Garen didn't put this team together at all. He's, this is a first year GM, right? And he, he needs to put his stamp on this year was the year where he, you know, took notes. He acquired data and was like, okay, this is what I want to do moving forward, especially after a little bit of a playoff sample. Um, they just Ryan Donato, the San Jose Sharks. They got rid of Devin Dubnik. Um, they traded for Marcus Johansson from the Buffalo Sabres. And I think that that was another, you know, though I think he's a winger at the end of the day, they're going to try him at center as well. And um, and just basically shaking things up right now. They they acquired Nick Bukestad on the on his last uh, year of his deal. Now Nick Bukestad is a is a solid player. I think second third line center in the National Hockey League. Um, but he's just been injury riddled, and so they got him for essentially nothing. A seventh round conditional pick, and Pittsburgh retained half of his salary. So they they're playing with house money this year in regards to seeing what they have and some of these veteran guys that they bring out uh, uh, that they acquired and and signed. And then now also they can uh, see what they have in Kapril Kaprizov, who, though I think there's going to be some growing pains, this guy's going to be an all-star in the league. Maybe Marco Rossi makes the team, and they need you know to to surround him with uh, with players that can, I don't want to say protect him like in the old school way, but give him room to do his thing. Um, yeah, I think I think they had a busy summer, and I think that the team didn't necessarily get better, but I think that they set themselves up for future success and you know, free them up to be able to make more moves down the road. Cause they're stuck with Parise unless they can swang dangle him to New York Islanders somehow again. Um, <laughs> and they're stuck with Suter. Parise. I'm yeah. a little cautious about cause the guy's injury he's get put it this way. He's, he's going to fade faster than a, than a Ryan Suter. Yeah. I'm okay to see Suter for the extent of his contract. It is what it is. Uh-huh. Parise is going to be tough, especially in a couple years. Billy Garen will, will figure that out uh, when, when they come, but uh, they locked up Brodeen too. They have Dumba to dangle yeah. for a top center. This team's set up to to build a, a competitive team in the next few years. Well, sounds like they've had quite the offseason. Okay, Isha, now let's hear about the Minnesota Wild draft from this year. Um, I thought they had a good draft, man. Like I, I said, like they they nailed it out of the park with their uh, with their first round pick. 
I mean, Marco Rossi, the fact that, that he fell to them was was insane. Like, because he yeah, was projected to go, what, in, in the top five? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he was up there for sure. I agree with that. Um, and they they drafted a, a you know a Russian kid who's playing in the Russian juniors this year in the second round. You know, high skill. Um, I don't know much about him, but uh, basically those in Minnesota who are like <laughs> the diehards, right? Who uh, who had all the draft guides and whatnot. They they said that they really liked the pick. Ryan O'Rook, I really liked him uh, coming out of the Sioux Greyhound. They got him also in the second round with the their thirty ninth pick. They they picked a thirty seventh and thirty ninth. Uh, which which was and uh, Ryan O'Rooks is one of those players too where like I don't know what he's what he's going to be doing, you know this season because you know he was an OHL guy as well and he's he's not playing right now so um I I should actually probably know if he's out in Europe or not but from what <laughs> I've heard um is that he's just kind of waiting to see what what goes on too and he may you know come to training camp and then maybe try to try to go to Iowa or sign a, a pro con- contract in Europe if that doesn't work out uh Damon Hunt you know in the third round another great western league boy uh Moose Jaw Warrior because I say another one cuz the Minnesota Wild like their western leaguers uh-huh. um they picked Pavel Novak uh right winger in the in the 5th round uh, who's uh, from the Kelowna Rockets? So I'm I'm really happy with their pick. Two two Western League guys, one one in the fifth uh, in the fifth round, one in the third round, and then two solid second round picks. One all kind of all around defender. He has good hands, Ryan O'Rourke, but he also can throw the body around. And then one skilled center. I don't know if he's ever going to be a top center in the National Hockey League, but someone who they felt that hey to pick over Ryan O'Rourke because of his skill, even though he's playing in the Russian Juniors. His name is Marat. Holy fuck! I'm gonna have to pronounce his last name. Uh, okay. Marat Kuznutsinov. And you know, Isha butchered that. Hey, I'm pretty, I'm pretty close here, boys. Um, okay. he played in he played in 10 KHL games, uh, this season, only registering one assist. I mean, I imagine he's not getting a lot of minutes as young players, um, unless you're like Artemi Panarin, don't get a lot of minutes in the yeah. KHL coming up. Uh, but Damon Hunt, man, this kid, I, I remember uh, hearing about him. Um, a few years ago or two years ago, actually, um, when he played for the brand or Moose Jaw Warriors in his rookie season in the WHL and I actually just brought up his DB page right now. He's actually playing in the Manitoba Junior Hockey League uh, right now for the Verdon Oil Capitals. And he's absolutely crushing it like over point per game. Yeah. So, yeah, only five uh, or how many picks did the Minnesota Wild have in this draft? That one, two, three. Four. Yeah, only five picks in this draft um, for the Wild, but uh, but solid picks in my mind. And. Here for the Kings, it was all about Quinton Byfield, baby. The oh, Kings are excited about him. Great pick he's up. gonna be fun. And it's too bad that like who knows? Like he's supposed to be applied for Team Canada, but again, who knows what's gonna happen with the World Juniors? But I want to see Team, play, team play. Canada and Sudbury. He's completely fucked because he's part of the OHL. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah, no hitting and then Team Canada with the COVID running through it. Yeah. For a guy who's like right. a power forward who's you know ha- still has some room to develop his power forward game, he needs yeah. to be playing in the dub, man. Let's go. Abs- Western yeah, League, baby. Sure. Absolutely. And honestly, one of the coolest things, I guess, this is what happens when one, you're second overall, and two, you get drafted to LA. And I talked about this at length on the podcast was the day after the draft, he's getting shout outs, shout outs on Twitter from Magic Johnson, from Snoop Dogg. And from Dave Roberts, the manager of the Dodgers, in the middle of the MLB playoffs, like I thought that was wow. pretty cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a market that needs, you know, a new top center moving forward. Absolutely. They need someone to build around. And I've always liked this kid. I remember even yeah. before he was drafted to Sudbury, I was like, "Holy fuck!" Him playing, well, you know, 
triple a and whatnot i remember yeah. they, they they were people were live streaming his triple a games that's how much of a prospect this kid has been for for so long and and how often do you get to play do you get drafted by the team who has your comparable everyone yeah, yeah, yeah his, his comparable point. was kopitar how often do you get to play for the team that has your comparable so i i think that's pretty cool as well big shoes to fill Huge yeah. shoes to fill, but I think <laughs> the byfield's going to be awesome. Well, yeah, and team. I mean, Kopitar is the perfect teacher, right? So absolutely, I'm mean, like, they can get, get a few at, years together. I think that'd be awesome. And look at this leadership group, like Kopitar, Doughty, Brown, Carter. <laughs> okay. I think yeah, Doughty's going to show him how to really I, party it buddy, up. I, I knew you were going to. I, gonna, love, I, I love gonna Doughty, say but he hey, ain't kinda, part of a leadership I, group. I, let's be I, honest here. Push, push Doughty to the side, but like Kopitar. Brown, Carter. I think Brown or Carter might be gone at the trade deadline whenever that is. But Quick, man, Quick's you know been in the trenches Quick. forever. For sure, yeah. Quick as well. He's going to be a leader. Did you guys hear my take on uh, when I talked with the tip of the iceberg boys a couple weeks ago that I think Seattle's goaltending duo, first goaltending duo, is going to be Holtby and Quick? I yeah, I heard that, and you know, mm. not bad, not bad, not bad, not <laughs> yeah. bad. I think I think that's going to be their goaltending duo. But I'll be able to afford it. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, yeah, true. You're right about that. Now, also, I wanted to ask you guys, let's hear your takes on your teams and then in general, the reverse retros. Minnesota is sick. Dylan's is very average. You know what? I I think the the Minnesota Wilds was unbelievable. Um, Do I think that maybe they should have put like the M or... Maybe an even you know more unique ode to the North Star, sure, but I'm not complaining. I think using their logo that they have right now, um, with the North Star colors was was brilliant. Awesome. And I, 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 I in my top, my top three, we'll say, yeah, um, out of the retro jerseys that came out. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, this this might be biased, but I like the San Jose Sharks retro reverse jersey. Like, I, I think they killed it with the gray using the old Sharks logo. I don't know. I, I like it. I mean, I know a lot of people are hating on it, putting it in, in their bottom 10. I put it in my top 10, to be quite honest with you. Well, and didn't they they actually played by the rules, quote unquote, and did a reverse retro? Yeah. They took a rest, yeah. retro jersey and reversed the color scheme. You know, the Minnesota Wild didn't do that. Yeah. The league didn't do that. You know, yeah. LA respectively, you know, yes. did that, which was cool to Brilliant. see. Um, they did like a who, combo. Yeah. And you know who did it? perfectly and do it it doesn't matter what i what i feel about the jersey but the st louis blues you know they took that i love it they took that retro jersey and yeah. just flipped the colors around yeah. that's what you were supposed to do it's hilarious that tom franklin hates it <laughs> <laughs> i think it's awesome and, and jordy honestly in my top three i would put the la kings, LA kings. yeah that, that's it. number one it's nice to be back on top baby <laughs> that's number one i'll give it to you and the fans here thank yeah. you adidas yeah Thanks, that adidas. one like to have the the purple and yeah the purple and gold which everyone loves but like the Gretzky era logo like that it was a home run and that was awesome it was can we can it's we all collectively agree that the Vancouver Canucks one is complete ass though yeah it's not good it's Thank terrible you. it's, it's absolutely god like, awful it's I've of said it before the, it's basically have, it's the jersey version of a sprite can is what it yeah, is out of all the choices you have you go with that i mean come on I would have you know, taken. You, I would have taken a modern colored uh, flying V. I, I was about to say that uh, a yeah. green, blue, and white flying V. Or yeah, Dylan might have. Like as far as creativity goes, it's there. I mean, yeah. maybe it's not a top ten jersey out of all these that came out, but at least you tried something different. And the one that they came out with is so like, man, mm-hmm. it just looks like they didn't put much thought into it. 
Yeah. Dylan, look behind you. Imagine if they just put different colors with yeah, you know with the millionaires. Yeah. Oh man, I would have taken that as well. Like imagine if it was like stick and ring colors. Yeah. You know, the, oh. Oh yeah. Or or even the the orange, yellow, and black yeah. for stick and yeah. ring. You know. Yeah. Th- yeah there's absolutely. so many options. Or, that's or that's the put, part. I mean, or, that killed me. Or one thing I saw online was the the jersey that I went with, but the Johnny Canuck instead of the mm. Orca. It looked way better. I yeah. just hate that fade design. No, like, fade, it yeah. just gives me like I just think of Mark Messier, and I'm just like I'm done. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. Now, just keep it on the reverse retros. You guys said the Kings were pretty much number one. Thank you. Didn't have to suck up, but like I'll take it. <laughs> uh, it's true. It's true. It, it is. Here's I have a take that I've read by Pete Blackburn of CBS Sports, and I actually agreed with this a lot. And he even said it's hypocritical, but I agree with it as well. Colorado's is elite because it's their first time doing something with the Quebec, with the Nordiques logo. But the Hurricanes doing the Whalers is like overplayed because they just wore Whalers jerseys last year. Thoughts? It it might be overplayed, but at the end of the day, I love those jerseys. You know why? I'm not going to say anything bad about it. Yeah, it's overplayed because it's amazing. Yeah. It's the best one. Like that, you know, in my, my top three would be the, in whatever order would be, yeah, the, the Whalers, well, I guess Carolinas, the Kings, yeah. and, and the Wild. Um, yeah. And in regards to, in regards to the fucking Avalanche, it's not like, uh, like I get that like the North Stars aren't the Wilds team, but they're the state of hockey's team. Um, yeah. I, I get that the Whalers aren't Carolina's team, but they've already, they've already made a bridge between them. Yeah, the fact that the Avs had the fucking nerve to do this—you don't is, like it? It, it? No, I want to puke. Really? Well, what if this? What if this is the start of building that bridge? Yeah. Well, then I won't puke the next time they do. It. <laughs> there you go. Look, I've, I, sa- I've saved Isha puke. Look, it, it looks beautiful, but this—it—it yeah. it, a—it's not reverse retro, not even yeah. close. Yeah. It's this yeah. not even your team. <laughs> and, and you're putting the fucking Fleur de Lee on your jersey. Oh man, I bet people in Quebec have their torches out right now, like in Quebec City. Like, I don't know. I'm not down with that. So, like, I, I will say this: sure, it's a beautiful jersey. It's not your jersey. It's Quebec's jersey. Give it back. It's okay. The Islanders just put out a regular jersey. They didn't yeah. do anything. Yeah. Uh, that but no. was ridiculous. Yeah, that was Islanders. horrible. And uh, same with Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you see? I said I said Detroit's jersey is just like the last All-Star game jersey. Yeah, it that's is. what I said. Or a practice jersey. Yeah, oh, it's horrible. There was something else I was going to say on the reverse retros, but now it's escaped my mind. Anyways, uh, Isha, I had one more question for you as we okay. finish up here on episode 70, the season one finale of the Kingston. I know you're like full-time with a maze and the network and stuff like that, but how much do you miss calling hockey games right now? Oh, so much, dude. Dude, I do so too, much. man. I do too. Yeah, it's uh, and I mean the VIJHL it's still going on and you know my I'm just not part of the broadcast team because I'm no longer a live in Victoria and um though the the Comox team actually did reach out to me. I yeah. uh, I just I, I'm just too busy for it right now, but it's I too big it. time for Comox. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> let's be honest there. The bottom feeders of the league, and no one in Comox is <laughs> listening to this podcast, so I can say that they yeah. they they got a lot of work to do. But anyways, um, I, yeah, I miss it so much because it was part of the routine. It was part of the the, the hockey yeah. routine for me. It was every Friday, had the game, had the hot dog, I had the interview with the boys and the coach. 
and um and there was just like and i guess i'll bring it full circle like what we said in the beginning of the show about having like that escape like what the soda pod is for me what you know when dylan and i used to do stick and rink what that was for us mm-hmm. just you know a passion project where you can just cut everything out talk about you know it doesn't even have, it didn't even have to be hockey focused but for me it is that's kind of what you know calling hockey games either doing play-by-play or color was it was just an escape where you're you're literally in the game you know Every second you're, you're watching this game yeah. more than, you know, half the players are on the bench. We're thinking about, you know, the play that they got to do on the, on the ice. So yeah, I, I really miss it, man. And um, it's something that I hope to do again someday, yeah. uh, even, you know, in the junior B league again for fun or, or, you know, or maybe on a bigger level down the road. Um, but yeah, man. And I know you, you call junior B games too. And it's uh, yeah. Yeah. So like, game. yeah, the junior B season started this year and I hadn't started yet. Just kind of, because of COVID and what had gone on, like, and there was also like disputes with the streaming service in Junior B over oh, here yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, because you're not on Hockey TV, are you? No, no. So they were changing it, yeah, and together. then there was like disputes. That's why I hadn't been a part yet. And then I was supposed to go back two weekends ago now, and then it was just when the higher COVID restrictions came right. in and hockey got shut down. So I haven't called a game yet this year, and I've missed it as well. Yeah, I've man. As well. uh, because you did the, the VIHL starts like t- like two months before the NHL does. Yeah. So it's like we get it like for us in junior hockey, it's like we get we get hockey before everybody else, right? Yeah. And then the NHL starts, it's like, all right, like now we're back into a, an even better rhythm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For the for junior B here, yeah, it starts it starts in like September or something like that. And then they tried like bubble kind of bubbles and it worked for a little bit, but again, the numbers just got too high and the bubbles were kind of strange but they worked out at the same time it was kind of weird that like delta and north vancouver were playing games against each other when those are like pretty far away when like the the team i call mission even though i live an hour away from them their bubble was pretty small it was just kind of weird how the bubbles worked out but again it's shitty there's no hockey right now in junior b because of the covid numbers yeah man do you hear that like a ton of uh dub players were actually on uh bchl teams for this kind of like, cause the BCHL season yeah. hasn't officially started yet. They did yeah. an extended preseason yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that they could have WHL players on their roster. Oh, interesting. That was pretty cool. Um, interesting. Uh, they're all there. Most of them anyways were on hockey TV and I caught a, I caught a couple of Clippers games. There were, uh, there were some dub players on, yeah. um, on the Clippers teams, the Nanaimo Clippers that is, um, there's some yeah. Victoria Royals players who are making the rounds and some other BC teams. So I like what hockey Canada and BC hockey has been doing. Um, they, in my opinion, they've been doing an outstanding job in, in dealing with all this, especially junior B. Cause man, when all this went down, I talked to the owner of the Peninsula Panthers, the team I worked with in the VIJHL and there were teams folding left, right and center. And the fact that they came back and yeah, it's, it's shut down right now, but the fact that they came back is, I mean, it's, it's, it's fucking amazing. It really yeah. is. So shout out to BC sure. hockey, shout out to hockey Canada and, Absolutely. Uh, and, and, you know, in the, in the United States as well with the NCAA, you guys are doing, you guys are doing awesome work. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to all, all of them. Now, do you guys have any, anything else you guys want to talk about or discuss or topics that I've missed before we shut it down for the season finale of the Kings then? Oh man, that's a, that's a lot of pressure for like, or just, or just, what can we look forward to to season two around the whole hockey podcast network? Oh man! Because of oh. course, you guys are the ones that started this whole thing. I'm so excited that I got to guys. That I'm I'm so excited that I'm a part of this. So happy that I'm a part of this. I'm so excited that I got you guys on for the season finale to talk about what's coming up for season two. 
No, absolutely, man. I mean, there's a lot of exciting things. I mean, we're adding new shows constantly. We're going to have more NHL players on the network doing shows. We're going to do some special docu-series uh, around certain topics uh, in hockey. I mean, there, there's so much going on. It's it's hard to break it down. But, I mean, over the next few months, I, I think there's going to be a lot of, a lot of positive changes uh, for the network. Yeah, and th- I think Dylan just said it said it perfectly. There is Dylan and I ourselves, you know, doing funding this independently. Um, and though we do have a, a contacts and resources in the hockey world from our past media gigs and our time working in the industry, the man, these our, our new partners and and the Amaze team, they this is what they do. They uh, they market to big brands. They they've worked and have relationships with various uh sports leagues sports management agencies that we have connections that we you know that would have maybe taken us five years to to get under our belt we now have going into season two so we're going to be optimizing the content with a lot of our resources you know everyone's going to have you know i know on the network our quality was was amazing last season but now you know we're moving to streaming platforms we're giving people room uh, to create more and more content, you know, through through video, uh, we're upping our social media game. Like Dylan said, we're adding mm-hmm. more and more talent, and not just for you know episodic podcasts. You know, you talked about the docu series. We'll have more people coming in for just series podcasts, um, and we're just we're just all about growth, man. Because like what I said in the yeah. beginning of the podcast, the evolu- we knew that the the network was going to evolve. We we knew that what we started with it was not going to be you know, the mid result, the end result, and, you know, whatever the result is in a few years as we keep building this thing out. Um, but the, the thing that we're most proud of and most happy with is the community that we built because, you know, you and all the, the hosts combined are, are amazing. Um, the, you know, the, the tomfoolery, the, the, the shooting the breeze and slack, bringing each other, you know, on, on each other's shows, the after hours. I mean, that's all chemistry that we've built here together, all grinding, all, you know, putting our passions into something. And I think what amaze and our new partners um, really valued with with us and the network in particular was that that we're we're passionate, we work hard because we love it, and our visions align to grow this thing to the next level and to actually you know make a dent in in the sports sphere. And we're doing that not just with hockey, but also with you know the basketball podcast network launching January first at Hoops Podnet. If you like basketball, go check that out. And there's a contest coming up uh, soon. Oh, actually, for, shit. Uh, the basketball podcast network. So make sure you check out that Twitter page. Jersey of your choice. Oh shit! And we haven't told anybody about that, so oh, only the Kings listeners know exclusive. about that. So get on it. Get I'll, on I'll, it. I'll make sure to I'll make sure to add that to the to the tweet when I tweet this out Monday morning. <laughs> amazing, well, amazing, boys! Thank you so much for joining me for the season finale of the Kings. And I'm so excited for season two to start and and what's to come for us in the future. And hopefully, we get we got a start date for hockey soon. What do you say, boys? Oh yeah, it's coming. It's coming. It, yeah, I'm. I'm just trying not to panic too much. I'm just. I just keep telling myself it's coming soon. Look, hey. If it's not January first, it's January fifteenth. But let's be honest, this league we're hemorrhaging money, boys. We gotta fucking have a season. It's gonna happen. Okay, before, before I let you go, where can we find you guys? I know everyone knows you guys already because you guys created the network. But where can we find you guys? God, I, I hope they all don't know me. <laughs> uh, you can find myself on Twitter at dyl underscore thpn and you can follow my show the stick hungry podcast at stick hungry pod you can follow myself at vi sports talk uh, the network at hockey pod net on 
on all social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch. We're on it all, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you can follow my show, uh, the, uh, the Soda Pod, at The Soda Pod. We have kind of a March Madness-style bracket going on. Um, even if you don't know any of the, the breweries involved, uh, go check that out. It's uh, We're pumping up some local breweries in Minnesota. Some of them are going through some hard times right now with COVID, and this is just helping their publicity. Um, so go check out our our, uh, our fun poll bracket there at The Soda Pod. We're going to be doing more and more moving forward, uh, bringing in different breweries from all around North America doing like can art uh, uh, brackets, you know, with BC beers, California beers, and obviously state of, uh, of hockey beers as well. So go check that out. Um, I got to give him a little bit of a plug because I know he keeps saying, Isha, I look up to you. You have all these great, you know, you have such a big Twitter following and I don't yet. My co-host state of hoppy. I give him a hard time. He's actually crushing it. Uh, give him a follow too. If you follow the network or if you follow the network and uh, my podcast at state of hoppy. And we already said it guys hoops pod net the basketball podcast network i know i know a lot of hockey fans like their hoops too especially in la especially in california so go check that out we got a sick clippers podcast coming we got an awesome lakers podcast coming we got them all coming and it's gonna be awesome yeah we're not giving the jersey to a lakers fan though (laughs) i'll just say that right off the bat that's all enough you've won enough this year absolutely boys thank you so much for having me be a part of the podcast and for joining me for episode 70 of the season finale of the King Sam. Hey, happy to be here on the finale, man. This has been great. Absolute pleasure, Jordy. Thanks, boys. That was Isha and Dylan, the creators of the Hockey Podcast Network. And of course, Isha, the host of the Soda Pod, Dylan, the host of the Stick Hungry Pod, the podcast of the Minnesota Wild and San Jose Sharks. Those guys are awesome. Again, I'm so thankful for them and to be a part of this network. And I'm just so happy that I got to have them on for the season one finale of the Kingston. Again, to you, the fans, thank you so much for listening, for joining us throughout the year. And stick around for season two, man. Not just with the Kingston, but with the whole Hockey Podcast Network. Because like I said, we have so much exciting stuff. Like you heard in the interview, we have so much exciting stuff coming up for the future. So stay tuned. Check it out. Episode This episode seven you're listening to, it is out on Monday, November 30th. That's when you're listening to it right now. Season 2, Episode 1 will be out Thursday, December 3rd. So don't forget to check that out as we get started here for Season 2. As always, before we let you go, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Kingsden, THPN. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Cunningham Jordy. Don't forget to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter and Instagram at HockeyPodNet. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube for all of our video footage. And don't forget to follow us on Patreon for just $1. You can find all of our exclusive bonus content. This has been Episode 70 of the King's Den, the season finale. And thank you so much for joining us. Have a great week. Instead of, instead of having a week off, you're going to get a new episode of the King's Den on Thursday. So listen to this one and get ready for Season 2 to start on Thursday. Stay safe out there. Be nice to people. Have a great week. And we will talk to you Thursday, December 3rd, for the start of Season 2. Have a great week.